Happy Sunday, ladies. Here we are with part two of our interview with Carla, whose primary platform is Instagram. Her handle is Don't Become Roommates 1989. Part one of our interview with Carla was published last Sunday, so make sure you listen to that first because we are jumping right back in where we left off last week. Except for the fact that, again, I had gotten to the point where I respected him as a husband and a man. I admired his fathering and I had let him do those things in the way he wanted to do them. I had stopped controlling them. I stopped being so smother mother. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that gave him the confidence to say, yeah, you know what? We can kind of take the next step and go into some graduate level parenting here in Mm -hmm. our forties because we didn't adopt our first child till we were in our forties. Wow. we had gotten our marriage and, and our parenting to such a good point that um, honestly, we have this thing in some of my adoption groups that's kind of called um, RHS, reluctant husband syndrome. Sorry. We women just kind of shortcut it. And because um, it's usually the very nurturing, caring woman that asked to adopt. And sometimes the man's not sure. And yeah. they always say, how can I make my husband adopt multiple kids? much less with special needs, right? We have several children with special needs. Right. Um, You have to make clear to your husband that when you want to go further beyond, that you're asking him to doing something that's objectively challenging, that a man loves a challenge, Mm -hmm. right? He will go on an adventure. He wants to be your knight in shining armor, but he has to know that you're doing your part and that he... He's not going to be belittled, made fun of, um, neglected, and that this is going to be a project together as a team, each of you doing the thing that you're best at doing that. And and, and I really think that was why we had the, the confidence in our relationship and parenting to take on adopting because when Henry died, I wanted to adopt again almost immediately um, because we had been talking about adopting again. We had said, Mm. when Henry's settled, we'll consider adopting again. I see. So when he was settled in the best way possible, healed and hold in heaven with with our Lord, I said, well, then it's time. And he wasn't sure. And later I looked back on the, the couple months. It was about four months. I looked back. Obviously, my child died. I was desperately unhappy which yeah. made my husband feel like a failure as a husband, yeah. even though he objectively knew why it I was so unhappy. Fault. And he was right. actually pretty darned unhappy himself, okay? Yep. Yep. But yep. Henry died right after Thanksgiving. Christmas was coming up. Let's, let's have the whole family over. Mm. No, I don't want anybody over. I don't want to even decorate. Let's go on a vacation then. No, oh my God, I'll never go on a vacation ever again. How dare you ask me to go to Disney World and be happy when my child's dead? Yeah. Well, how about then we just kind of take things easy at home and we'll do like, like I can't even think about it. Like what he could, Mm -hmm. anything he suggested did not make me happy. And again, we, we see this, like if men do not feel like they can be successful at making their wives happy, like a part of them dies. Yep, yep. And they stop. dies and they stop so luckily before I got too entrenched because again 
he was sad too for weeks. Yeah. Like he wasn't expecting me to immediately be happy, but it got to the point where he couldn't see me and talk to me about me being desperately unhappy anymore. So I went to therapy for the first time ever in my life, but I went to a specific, I went for grief therapy to someone who specialized in that. And I started out going twice a week and the lovely guy would ask me, so what are we going to do today? And I'm not kidding you for three weeks, twice a week, I said, I'd like to cry. He goes, go for it. I cried for an hour twice a week for a month yeah where he would just hand me kleenexes ask me an occasional question say boy oh my goodness oh and I did that for a month just letting him do that so I didn't have to do it to my husband I didn't have to do it to my sister I didn't have to do it to my best friend right and I still did that to them but I didn't have to do it every time and talk to them right but I did that and Finally, after a month, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm done crying. I'd like to talk about X, Y, and Z. One of, one of which was, I'd like to talk about, I saw these abysmal divorce statistics for people whose children had died splitting up. Like mm. it's astronomical. It's like 90% of marriages. Yeah. When okay. a child dies end, like within five years, 10 years, something just shocking. Like you wouldn't believe it except for the fact that it's an actual statistic. There's really no, and they could go, well, they were unhappy before all that. Like, yeah, whatever. They still split up. And that was the trigger. I'm like, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. What can I do? And I talked about some stuff about my family of origin. Again, my, my mother was sometimes a difficult person to deal with. And my dad had some things and I worked with my dad and that was sometimes difficult to negotiate. Um, And like any couple, Paul and I had a couple things over the years, but as I talked about those for another month or two, I realized, you know, I think I can deal with that stuff on my own. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cause I yeah. kind of slid back into the uh, parts of the skills that then I had been kind of neglecting. And sure. I let, I kind of let my husband take me out to dinner every once in a while. Yeah. I, um, I, 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 I did start kind of fixing up our room that Henry had been staying in and like making it nicer and prettier and, and back to somewhere he and I could be together. Cause it was like, it was like a medical um, room for a while. Right. He had so many things going on, but okay. he found that painful to look at. Um, it felt comforting to me, but I looked at him through his eyes and like, well, yeah. why do I get to have our room just the way I want? Mm-hmm. I, I should be able to let him have a thing about his room that he likes. Mm-hmm. And I started to have the space and the emotional thing um, to one day I just went into therapy and I said, you know what? I, you've been great, but I'm done. I think I'm good. He's like, well, you can always come back for a tune up or if you want to talk more about your family of origin. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I came, I, it, it was kind of shocking because I came back that night and um, it was actually one of my children's birthdays. It was on the feast of uh, St. Joseph, March 19th. Oh. And I came back home and I made a nice dinner and we had a nice birthday for that child. I made the special cake I make for each of the kids. We blew yeah. out the candles. 
they opened presents. Um, the little kids went downstairs to play with the new stuff, the big boys to do their computer stuff. And for a while, for a while, hubby and I like would have the TV to watch like Chicago sports to ourselves in the yeah. upstairs room for a while. It was like so funny, like, wow, we have six children in this house. It's like <laughs> quiet sometimes now. Wow. And it was I'm looking quiet. forward to that. <laughs> it comes like, eventually at some point. And then we've gone back several times, but okay. okay. Um, I've gone back and forth, Aurora, on carrying a diaper bag. Yeah. Four times now in my life between diaper bag, having them all potty trained, back to a diaper bag, having them all potty trained, back four times. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be like a record. Like, I know women have done it for longer than me, but have you actually dumped a diaper bag and had to go back as many times as I have? No, I win that one. But um, I was snuggling next to him on a couch. And, and this is how powerful the power of a happy wife, which is why I'm going to go next into talking about self-care, some of our favorite topic. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll go into that next as opposed to one of the other things I had. But this is how respect, admiration, self-care, this is how, how powerful this is. When you as a woman can set your own mind to, I can be happy, I can be joyful, even if like the worst thing that ever could happen yeah. has happened to me, I'm still yeah. going to find pockets of joy and happiness in my, my day. This is still my husband who was my rock. I wouldn't have had Henry without him. I, mm -hmm. I need to get to a place. So I'm literally snuggling up to him watching a Chicago sports game. And I said, just wanted to let you know, hon, I, um, I, terminated, um, I terminated the counseling I was going to, the grief counseling. And he goes, really? He goes, why? I said, I said, because I'm done crying. Aww. I'm done crying and I'm ready to be the best wife to you and the mother to our children that I can be by the grace of God. And, um, and I'm ready to make that commitment to do that to you right now. It's, it's, it's still, I'm still going to have sad days. I still yeah. cry, but I yep. promise you now I I'm going to work on being the best self I can for you and, and the children God left us with here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he just looked at me like he just, he just looked at me and just his whole demeanor transformed. And um, the next day, the next day, Aurora, he, text, <laughs> he texted me from work. Are there any children on Reese's Rainbow you've been looking at oh, to possibly adopt? Wow. The next oh, wow. day. Yeah, yeah. That's how powerful we are as yeah. wives and women. This is a power that God gave us and put into us that they respond to. Uh -huh. And we can keep responding and giving and receiving and responding. And like, I'm, I'm convinced that spiral up and up and up is just gonna keep going till the day one of us leaves this earth. Because if marriage is an icon of the Holy Trinity, isn't that what the Holy Trinity is? The father yeah. giving to the son and the son giving the love back to the father. And that love between them is the Holy Trinity that just spirals. Yep. It's never began and it will never end. And it happens. 
Like we have a finite time to do that as husbands and wives and in a marriage, but isn't that what it should be aiming to be an icon of that, a dim reflection of that while we're here in the world? It can be like that if we, we can keep these things in mind because we, a, a man will respond to us. We are the keeper of that relationship mm-hmm. and the tenor we have of that relationship will just, just keep rolling. But one thing we wanted to hit on was how taking care of our human needs, our physical mm-hmm. bodies, Mm-hmm. our mental desires for downtime, mm-hmm. our emotional needs to relax, mm-hmm. how that is critical to us as women and how that can make our marriages even better, even when we're doing less. Like this is, this is a lie that has been perpetuated mm-hmm by otherwise lovely older women and other, let's say proponents of biblical femininity who say the more you do for your man, the better of a wife that makes you. And I lit right that that's, you know, I lived in that space for years and all it got me was resentful and exhausted yep. and my husband feeling mothering energy instead of mm-hmm. loving girlfriend wife energy okay so let's let's start with the number 1 when you spend too much time doing things for your husband that he can do for himself I am yes. And and in this, and in this, we are not talking about, well, he could make dinner. So let's have him make dinner every night after he works 12 hours. Now let's not get silly here, ladies. Okay. Let's get to, let's get to making him every dentist appointment he has ever had. Mm. Let's go to, um, packing him lunch every day when he's never asked you to do it. And in fact, is bringing it home most days from work and trying to slide it into the fridge so Mm -hmm. you don't see it Uh, because he thinks you'll get mad at him because you said he should save money by bringing a lunch. So you're going to do it. Um, You giving him helpful hints about how to take the children on outings when mm-hmm. they're no longer breastfeeding infants who need mm-hmm. every single minute of their day spelled out due to their uh, due to their survival. Um, when you you pick out clothes and be like, I think you should wear this because <laughs> this would be more appropriate. That is mothering energy. That is not wife, lover, girlfriend energy. And mm-hmm. he cannot help but respond with little boy energy, which is the hiding, mm-hmm. which, which is, I'm going to hide that, that 
thing you put away, which is I'm going to double down and do what you don't want me to do. Like, you don't like this style of shirt that I like. I will make sure this is all I wear all the time. Yep. Yep. Okay. I've been there. I've been there. You know, much less you throw away or donate what you don't think is good without his permission. You have just guaranteed for the next 20 years, he's going to buy a variation of that (laughs) over and over and over and over again. Okay. You guarantee it. It's so, I mean, it's funny when you look at it. Yeah. Um, But but this is the, and number three, and number three, that you are guaranteeing your pain and exhaustion will make you the woman he does not want to come home to. Because you might have the cleanest kitchen floor in the world and no breadcrumbs, but you're not going to be happy to see him because you killed yourself all day in a house of a gazillion children to keep those breadcrumbs (laughs) off the floor. Okay. I've been there. My husband was the youngest of three kids and his brothers were 12 and 14 years older than him and his mom was essentially uh, essentially a german housewife that mm-hmm. house looked perfect at all times and that wasn't hard right when we were both going to school both working we were never home it, there, mm-hmm. the house was never messy we didn't spend any time there mm-hmm. but guess what as soon as we had a couple kids that house got messy and he did start a little bit with the why can't you pick up a little bit before i get home you know i don't like all the toys scattered in the living room you know I would prefer X, Y, and Z. So th- this is where, ladies, if you can get practicing the skills early, you can actually have a rational conversation about this. I am a cheeky woman. So once I <laughs> saw that this was a thing, I would tell him you can have two out of three things. You can have hot home-cooked meals. You can have clean laundry whenever you want it, or you can have you know, a picked up house and no crumbs on your baseboard. You got two out of three. Uh-huh. What two out of those three are most important to you? And for some, like that, men understand that. They like get it, yeah. right? Like they know right. they don't have unlimited capacities. That's what a boss says, right? right? Like at some point you go, boss, I can't do all this. I can do yep. it. So he literally thought about it like for two days, bless his soul. Two days he thought about it. He said, you know what? I love your cooking. And I really like having most, like my laundry all set. I hate doing laundry. I hate doing that. I I hate it. So like, if you could do those, like I'm willing for there to be crumbs on the baseboard. And he goes, I actually don't mind helping. Like, can we just pick up on Friday or Saturday? Like we, you know, like I'll help you do it. I'll do the things that are most important for me. You do the things that are most important. And then once our children became older, it became a family thing. Friday at like four or five or Saturday at nine or 10 or 11 a.m., the whole family's picking up the house. So it looks great for the weekend. That's nice. Yeah. Because we tried chore charts. We tried you do this. My children were just like us. They're like, (laughs) I don't think it needs to look like that. I don't mind my roommate. Yeah, but we still need to do that. So once, once I made clear that like, if you would like to have a lovely weekend, like where he, he realized if you want to have a lovely weekend, I can't keep a house like your mother did. I can't. 
Yeah. And you, you know, and, and honestly, my sister did this too. And her husband said, Oh, well, if that's the case, we'll just have a cleaning lady once a week. Like, that's nice. It was yeah. no big deal. Right. Right. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's like, okay. Yeah. He, he cared a lot more about a level of precision and yeah. he was willing to do that. Right. To um, pay someone. Yes. But no yes. man wants to come home. Right. But my husband was like, no, we don't have the money to do that. And why should we? That's why God mm -hmm. gave me children. Mm -hmm. That's why he didn't buy a snowboard <laughs> until last year. He was like, why did God give me a dozen children? If that's, we're supposed to all shovel together. Um, and it's hilarious. But like, I let him take care of that problem. Well, how are we going to do snow removal? He's like, I will wake up all the children at 6 a.m. And we'll shovel for 45 minutes before everyone lasts to leave. I'm like, okay, yeah, I do, yeah. you do you. Yep. Again, they grumbled, they moaned, they blah, blah, blah. But it's also been a point of family fun mm -hmm. and yep. bonding and discussions that yeah. like is going to be for the next 50 years. Yep. So, but I will make clear that I suffered in silence for many a thing for many a year because I thought it was what I was supposed to do. Right. Because my Polish mother said so, my German mother-in-law said so, some biblical femininity woman said so, and my husband didn't give a rat's fig about it, and in fact, actively disliked that I was making a fuss about it. Mm -hmm. But until we got to the point where I could calm down enough to not have a stake in the game, yeah. like I had a stake in the game. I have to do all the things, all the things, all perfectly, until I said, you know what? Hun, I have a limited number of energy with the number of children we have right now and all mm -hmm. the things I have going on. Could you, could I, could you help set my priorities during the day? And mm -hmm. he was like, that would be great. I would love to set your priorities. Food is number one, laundry uh -huh. would be number two, and anything <laughs> else is number three. And, and of course, taking wonderful care of his offspring, which he never was in doubt. Like most yeah. men- Right. Are very happy that you want to take good care of their children. Yes. But at yes. the same time, my husband also started saying, like, why are you coddling our children mm -hmm. at a certain point? Mm -hmm. Why don't to get more time, why don't you have them do X instead of you killing yourself to do X? Mm -hmm. Oh. Right. Mm -hmm. And think about that. Huh. Maybe I should. And, and that was how all our children have ended up doing their own laundry by the time they were seven to eight years old. And I mean, mm -hmm. from start to finish mm -hmm. everything with, with my husband getting us front loaders. So they didn't have to climb on anything to stick things on the top. So mm -hmm. they can just open a door and put it in to putting shelving and baskets there. So they can immediately take things out and put it into a basket. It's not laying somewhere to to again, us being willing to spend the time and effort to train and me yes. to not freak out that the things they wear are sometimes very wrinkled for a while until they yes. get <laughs> to the age that they care about it also. So I have outdone myself for a job. I literally now only do my husband's and the two-year-old's laundry. That is amazing. Which is eminently manageable. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> Oh, God, came up with this. He did. It was like, 
you are brilliant. And again, it, 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 it has its pros and cons. But now, like at the beginning, it was hard because I thought yeah. that's what a good mother did. But now okay. I have that time to do more things that nurture my soul because that's not the whole point. We are not being lazy. We are nurturing our bodies, minds, and souls to be the best wives and mothers that we can be. And honestly, the best, the best daughters of the king. I, I don't, I don't want to say a rosary when I'm whacked out from going hither, thither, and yon all day. Yeah. It is when I am deeply contented in myself, my life, and feeling like I have some space that I go, mm -hmm. now, Lord, I can give to you of my abundance. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I came to give life that they should have it and have it of abundance, the scripture mm -hmm. tells us. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to be that parsimonious person being like, I'm doing my prayers because like I've got five minutes to do it before I have to. No, 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 no. I want to give of my abundance. I truly feel that that is a, a neglected part of, of the feminine right now is that when we are in our abundance, in our, in our love and care and concern that overflows and we give more to God, we give more to our husband, more to our children. It's mm -hmm. when we decide to burn the candle at both ends and have nothing that yep. we become parsimonious, sanctimonious yep. people. And, and, and I say people in that genderless way right. because, it, it, because it, it is true that it makes us into that automaton that modern society wants to make us into where we only care about Act, we only care about what we're ticking off that box and accomplishing every day, yes. not yes. the attitude we are coming to those we love and to our God with. So I, I beg you, ladies, if you are listening, you know, please re reevaluate your your relationship with doing things that feed your money, body, mind and soul, even if they're frivolous even if they cost a little bit of money, even mm -hmm. if you have to leave something undone at the end of the day in order to nurture your marriage. Please, I promise you, my husband said just the other day, um, you know, I would, I would let every breadcrumb and dust bunny accumulate on my baseboard and under my bed if it meant I had a fun, happy wife. Don't mm -hmm. care. Don't care at all. So it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Thank you for joining us for part two of our interview with Carla. We'll be back next Sunday with part three. God bless.